any day is literally the game changer for your microwave is the best way to use your microwave as a steamer. It saves me on dishes so I can cook, serve, and store in the same dishes. It's an essential vessel in any kitchen, whether you're a seasoned home cook or your fridge has a bunch of leftovers. Easy to clean. Just ask anyone who's worked at Major Domo Studios. We've cleaned them a thousand times. They're in our freezer. They're in our refrigerator. They are indispensable. And we have developed an IO collection and the IO collection is matte black. I mean, I think they're all great colors, but I don't think there's a day that goes by where I don't use them. Every day I use it in some capacity. So you can get 10% off when you visit cookanyday.com and put in the promo code DAVE, D-A-V-E, 10% off your order. Chris Chen calls it the Vader, which I think is not right. I think you'd probably call it Darth, not Vader. Anyway, build your empire, stackable microwave, safe cookware containers today. Welcome to the Day Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Double Media. Thank you, Ola Tango, as always. Solo, Chris Ying just had to leave. We got three things and ask Dave. We're going to do a PFFW finale, Super Bowl edition, and uh, partners paying tribute, and then a moif. All right. I will be at the Super Bowl, so I will not be part of any Super Bowl home festivities, but I think most people will be watching the Super Bowl with friends, family. And I actually don't think many people bring, do a potluck, right? I think most people show up to a house or to a bar expecting that there will be things there. Maybe someone might bring beverages, but don't you think? I feel like most people bring something. They bring a, a thing, right? Whether it's like a bag of chips or like some, some drinks or something like that. So it's like, what's that thing to bring? Let's say theoretically. That it is a potluck, what would you bring? I wouldn't even worry about coordinating with other people, number one. And there's a reason for that. Because you almost want people to, let's just say you're making chili, but your chili is the best. You want other people to bring their chicken wings, but your chicken wing is the best. You want other people to bring their seven-layer dip, but your seven-layer dip is the best. There's only so many things that you can eat on the Super Bowl. Basically, it's wings. It's some kind of chips and dip, and that could be guacamole and tortilla chips, nachos, potato chips with some kind of sour cream type of thing, seven-layer dip, but some kind of chips and dip situation. There's some kind of like meat thing, right? It might be ribs. It might be barbecue, but it's never burgers. It, it's definitely going to be some kind of cold-cut sandwich just laying around. So the sandwich is usually cold, in my opinion, and chili. I can't imagine that there's other foods that are consumed. I'm sure there are, but in my mind, would you agree? Is there anything else other than what I just said? I think you got most of it down and and obviously the beverages and all that stuff. So it's chicken wings. Yeah. And then there's always cookies and sweets. Like people bring yeah. cookies and sweets. No one cares. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> it's always the nicest person who brings the cookies. Well, they're also serial killers, maybe. <laughs> and that's what I think. I, I, I think if you're going to bring something to a potluck, then... This is not the occasion where I want to be forgettable. This is when I bring in my A-game because the point of having friends, in my opinion, isn't to share experiences. It's to make fun of people. It's to hurt people's feelings. (laughs) That's the real, that's the definition of friends. How can I hang out with people and make fun of them? How can I do something with friends and lord over them because I did something better? And that's what I would do. I would bring any of those things that you can make better 
and know that you're going to win. And I would just choose one of those items, whatever it may be. doesn't matter if five people are bringing chicken wings. You still got to make it and you got to make it better. That's... Is that is that weird? This is so fucked up, Dave. Because like, you know why? Because you will find out who's starting, who's second string. Like you find out the depth chart on the day of by how much your food moves. And if it's like, oh, dude, Dave brought, did you see Dave's chicken wings? Dude, they're all fucking gone. Like that, that is like, it's fucked up because you will know objectively which one actually moved and who is the winner. Like who's the starter on, in this? Well, lineup? lean into your strength, man. If you can only shoot corner three, shoot that fucking thing all day long. That's all I'm trying to say. So fucked up. You know? That's like possibly three or four people. I with mean, hurt DeMar DeRozan don't shoot three pointers. He just shoots fucking two pointers and just do that all day long. Stick to your fucking strength. That's all I'm trying to say. If you can't cook a chicken wing, fine. You might cook great ribs. Great. Balsam is a great time to do it. Chili Crunch? Hello? That's Super Bowl written all over it. You're going to hell, dude. This is terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's like, dude, I know that there have been parties where there have been multiple bull sums. Fine. Make it better. Let me know. I'll help you out. I want you to win. <laughs> the one thing I will say that you should not do, right? Don't make guacamole. It's not, you can't. You can't do it. You got to make it in the moment. You're going to lose. And you can't do something where it's going to be better. You're so much dependent on the ingredients, right? That is not the easiest thing to do. And tortilla chips, all that stuff. But you can make a seven-layer dip. Yeah, you can do. And you can hide your shitty guacamole. So I would do a seven-layer dip. I would do seven-layer dip. In terms of a chicken wing, you can't... Don't, don't get fussy here, right? I think it's either a smoked chicken wing or it's buffalo. And there's nothing in between, right? Can you make your buffalo... And the reason why I probably wouldn't do a buffalo wing, and I would go with a smoked wing is the buffalo wing needs the texture and the temperature, right? So don't do, don't do buffalo wing unless you're the host, unless you're cooking on, on premise. But the sandbagging, I would, if a smoked chicken wing, like I think the best smoked wing I've ever had, and there's no one better is Rodney Scott's chicken wing. And you just have to look at that up in his, his cookbook. He wrote it with Lola's Eli. Rodney Scott's chicken wings, full stop best. The best. You have to make that and you will win. It's flat win. Because a lot of people will try to make barbecue, uh, buffalo wings. You're not going to just again, play to your strengths. Anything that's a smoked meat, I know Bosom wins, right? If you need a recipe, it's been copied a thousand fucking times. Just you can do that. You're going to win. It's super simple to make. Make that. Ribs. Again, barbecue is a good one. And if you can make barbecue well, that's what I would do. Stick to your guns. What else is, what else did I say is good? That's about it. Yeah. Chili, that that you could do. I would make, I mean, probably I would make a chili with burn ends. Not that I think that's the best, but you got to play to your strengths and know your audience. Burn ends chili, I think, always wins people over for whatever reason. I actually don't like burn ends that much, but it can't be oversmoked. And I think that flavor is going to be just enough for people to find it memorable. And if other people are going to make chili, they're probably going to make chili that is non- smoky and it's going to sort of cancel each other out. So you want to make your chili that tastes a little bit different than everyone else's and you're going to win. All right. Everything's a competition, folks. Everything. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new 
Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. All right, we got an Ask Dave. What do we got here? It's time for Ask Dave, where we answer our listeners' most burning questions on air. For a chance to be featured, you can email us at askdave at majordomomedia.com or join the Discord channel by going to majordomo.tv and tagging you know in the DCS Pod Talk channel. All right. Hey, Dave. I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, and I'm going to the Super Bowl this year, but it feels like everything's going to be pretty pricey with all the folks in town, and Vegas does not come off as a budget-friendly city. Do you have any tips for what some of the best cheap eats in Las Vegas are and where I should go? Thanks, Joseph B. from Overland Park, Kansas. That's that's a tough one. Cheap eats in Vegas? What? So easy, dude. Uh, Shang Artisan Noodle. That's like a... Gotta go there. You know, like, everything on Spring Mountain, they got all that good stuff out there. What's the thing that everyone gets at Golden Steer that's not the steak? Oh, shit. I don't know. No, I don't actually... There's a dish that everyone gets the, at the Golden Steer that's not the steak. I think it's a chicken something, chicken angels or something like that. I've been told I've never been to Golden Steer, but that's something I got to check out, believe it or not. I'd say cheap eats. I think your best bang here for your buck in Las Vegas is always going to be Palace Station Oyster Bar. It's 25 bucks pretty much with iced tea and a seafood combo roast number two. Issue is you got to wait two to three hours. I do think that's the best. It, it is really the best fucking bite of food. You got your pizzas. You know what? Again, not to toot our own horn, Bong Bar in the Cosmo is a great, great, great bite of food. I don't know. Dude. I don't so think much. Vegas is so easy on the budget for great food. Okay, I will say it is the worst place to be poor. <laughs> it's the worst place to have like no money, but like there are so many good places that you can just kind of redeem yourself. I'm thinking about like the fish and chips at Ellis Island. Have you ever had that? No. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Well, well, you, why don't you answer this question? <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been broke in Vegas <laughs> more than a few times. So, yeah, Sean Artisan Noodle, the fish and chips at Ellis Island. Uh, what else is there? Chang's Dim Sum. Is Wait, that Chang's still Dim open? Sum? I don't know. That's, um, we used to go there a lot. Ping Ping Pong. I know it's like, it sounds ridiculous, but like that Dim Sum place is actually solid. Um, yeah, just Spring Mountain is your best bet. Just go out there and, and venture out. There's so much good food now. Well, you got to go off the strip. Yeah, you got to go off strip, but it's not that far, dude. It's like 10 minutes. What up on the strip is hard. On the strip is really hard. Yeah. I think the best thing I can think of is like off Koval. I mean, awesome. I almost feel like if you're on the strip, your best bet is just sticking to pizza and, 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 you know, the noodle shops were all, yeah. Almost every casino has a noodle shop and that's probably your best bang for your buck. Right. It really is. Or just fill up at a buffet and then just like, I don't. I got to be honest. I don't think a buffet is worth... It's so expensive. It's not a budget-friendly thing. If it's like... But if you break it but out... Buffets like are like 7500 bucks, oh, man. Shit. Yeah, okay, look at the prices. Not, oh, man. They're, they're not cheap. Buffets are not cheap. I just don't think they're necessarily budget-friendly. I would not think a, a buffets are budget-friendly. Makes sense. Am I wrong on that? I'm looking up Bacchanal and trying to see how much it costs. Oh, more than 50 bucks. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? definitely gone up. Yeah. 
How much is it? I see here that's at least more than $50. Yeah. Well, wishing you the best, Joseph. Thank you for sending that question in. There are a lot of places off the strip that are good. Bun Shanghai. There are places that are good, but they're, I don't know if those are open. I think the pandemic really changed a lot of restaurants in Vegas off strip. But on the strip, if you're staying there, again, there's plenty of casinos that are have buffets and such, but I don't know the quality of them. I'm not saying they're not good, but which is why I think Palace Station actually probably is for me the what I know, right? If they serve, it's like anything else, right? So it's the food courts are really good in Vegas. So I'd stick to there and any of the noodle bars in any of the casinos. But if you're feeling bold, you should sneak into the high limit rooms and try to eat a bowl of kanji for free. <laughs> Take a break. All right, we got a PFFW Pro Football Food Weekly, our guide to determining which teams are going to win the upcoming week's football matchups by judging the only thing that matters, the food. Of course, we are sticking to evaluating the five Fs, sandwiches, steakhouses, seafood, sweets, and special teams. I got to say, if you listen to the AFC, NFC Championship podcast on Bill Simmons with Cousin Sal, Cousin Sal, we just saw at Huey Lewis, not Huey Lewis, the greatest night in pop because the great Huey Lewis was in it and Cousin Sal was there. We're talking about it. He went one and 11 in his predictions in the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Cousin Sal, one of the funniest people I know. He's always trying to get me to do sports betting. PFFW algorithm. You guys all laugh. I'm not a professional at it. I'm just saying the algorithm's better than some people. That's not, I love Cousin Sal. I'm just saying, don't laugh at our record. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers, and the Niners are two and a half point favorites, or two point favorites. I know what's going to happen. If I'm not listening to the algorithm, the Chiefs are going to win. The Chiefs are going to win. But using the algorithm, it's clear that the only thing that San Francisco, or I should say Kansas City has better than San Francisco is a sandwich. And there's great sandwiches in San Francisco, but I'm just saying Arthur Bryant. You could say the whole meat thing as well in the steakhouses, but San Francisco wins. It just is a 4-1. Don't you agree? I don't think it's fucking close. Yeah. This is going to be I mean, you could theoretically even take away the sandwiches. San Francisco's got great sandwiches. Yeah. So many sandwiches. You know what? Fuck it. We're going 5-0. I just, the algorithm, oh, your <laughs> algorithm just told me 5-0. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. What's your score prediction? What's the what's, what's the what's the what's the uh, over? Over under forty seven and a half. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think I think it's gonna be sixty six over. I mean, did you say sixty six? Yeah, like well, six and six. Yeah, total points. Have you seen Brock Purdy throw football? Dude, oh my god! When he's on, he's on oh. again. Bill Simmons is just killing it right now with his uh, analogies to Bruce Banner. He is. <laughs> when Brock Purdy is angry, he turns to the Hulk. Don't mess with him. All right? Okay. I'm just saying. It could be 66-0. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right? But I'm going 66 points. I'm taking the over regardless. And I think I, I would love to know what the, the odds are for like San Francisco by 10. I take that bet. I'm not, I don't think Kyle Shannon's going to let them lose in the Super Bowl again. And here's the deal. I love Kansas City. I've been there once. I've been to Arthur Bryant's. It's delicious. But again, this is not an indictment on their city at large or your food scene. This is what is most delicious in the moment of the Super Bowl itself. In San Francisco, as much as I hate them, right? I don't like that city at all. That's how you know I'm telling the truth, folks. I want Kansas City to win here. 
but the algorithm has declared 5-0, 49ers. 49ers are going to win by 10 points. All right. Well, what are the odds? I actually will put that bet down. And the prop bet I'm going to bet is Orange Gatorade. First touchdown, Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Oh, you watch. People are going to go back to this podcast and ask themselves, did Dave travel in time? I think Brandon Ayuk is going to have one huge game. And it's a rarity for a wide receiver to become MVP, especially if, if he's going to become MVP, it would mean that Brock Purdy would be MVP. But I think Ayuk is going to have a massive game. It all started with a ladybug that landed on his shoe. I would also declare such a massive game. Brandon Ayuk, what is the receiving record for the Super Bowl? Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk is going to top that. 215 receiving yards, also by a San Francisco 49ers. Jerry Rice. Center. Jerry Rice. Yeah. That's right. 250 yards? 215. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's attainable. <laughs> 216 is attainable in this in the modern NFL. Yeah. Remember, folks, if you're taking these bets and you don't win, you can blame Cousin Sal. <laughs> and the ringer wise guys, take a break. So I know we don't think very highly of Valentine's Day around here, Dave, but Valentine's Day is coming up and I just wanted to get a little vulnerable and heartfelt. And I want you to think about the true MVP in our lives, our partners. Could you think of one story that captures a quality you respect or admire about your partner? Before I get there, I think that this is something that's hard for me to understand that we have not adopted in the Western world or even America. Because in Japan, there's two holidays. There's White Day and there's Valentine's Day. Don't don't men's right podcast this. Don't, don't do this. I'm not men's right. <laughs> this is not me saying all lives matter, dude. <laughs> Not even remotely close. I'm not. I'm simply saying in America, where greed and capitalism marketing run rampant and determine everything. How have we not adopted White Day from Japan? It's one more holiday of buying shit. And White Day, you the men get gifts. Valentine's Day, the usually the female partner gets gifts. I don't understand why we haven't adopted that because it's only going to continue like gift buying season. And it's like, if I was running for office, I'd make this a national holiday. You're saturating the market. You're saturating the market. No. Oh, you need to you load up your big guns. So, you know, it's jewelry day. It's like, do big Listen, we have a, a, everything's a day. It's a cookie day. It's Frisbee day. It's fucking small dog day. Who gives a shit? I'm not saying it's that. I'm just saying white day is an amazing day in Japan because guys get gifts. You said this wasn't the men's rights direction. I'm not not saying this for men's right. I'm saying this for increasing GDP and supporting capitalism, man. No, I'm saying it's more effective to have one day and then the birthday. And then for those of us who are lucky enough to have our partners also be mothers, we have Mother's Day, you know, and Christmas. That's four big ones. Well, quality I love most about, there's many things I love about my wife. There's no question about that. Grace, I love you very much. But the one thing I love is that you're always planning everything around our kids and myself. And you're so unselfish with your time. I I don't say it enough because I'm lazy (laughs) and stubborn, but I don't say thank you enough for taking care of all the things that I would not be possible of taking care of, which is the scheduling, the appointments, the doctor's visits, all of these things, the planning of vacations, all of these things that I would just totally fuck up. So I don't say thank you enough. So paying tribute and thank you, you know, 
You see, if this was white day, I would be able to say, thank you too, you know? And then I'd be able to say to Victoria, where's my fucking gift? (laughs) Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, we got a moif here, folks. We've got a moif. Lunar New Year's is coming up. Noodles or dumplings, Dave, and why? For those who don't know, the Lunar New Year's tradition, you eat noodles for long life and dumplings for prosperity and wealth. Noodles or dumplings, Dave? Well, this is really an interesting Rorschach test of sorts. Would you like rather live long or be rich as fuck? And you can't have both. You can't have both. Now, if I was going to pass away early, what's the time frame for me to be rich? Bro, it's just for this year. Like this year. It's not like, it's not like you're going to pass away, but your health might deteriorate even further this year if you mm. don't eat the noodles. No, I don't want to think about it that way. I want to think about it in general. Would you choose longevity? Just as a, as a, as a theoretical question, would you rather die young and be filthy rich or live long and be poor? My answer has changed since becoming a father. So I'm, I'm more leaning towards noodles this year. But I will say I neglected to eat dumplings last year and holy shit the cost skyrocketed and just like man i took a bath last year in the market so like noodles again this year screw it because i'm a dad victoria i would probably do the dumplings yeah i'd take the dumplings too because i'd live fucking ham i would live so ham i would yeah Yeah, Father of the year over here, ladies and gents. Just- I mean, <laughs> what wouldn't I do? <laughs> I mean, I would, I would be, I would live so fucking hard that I'd be okay with letting things go. You know, <laughs> you have a lot of pre-existing conditions, sir, and you need to watch out for that because, like, your back gives out. You know, you're yeah, just like but I'm just saying everywhere. that in general. If I had to take, it, you know, if I had to be, you know. I don't, I don't want anyone to die, but theoretically, if living a younger, shorter lifespan, but being rich, like obscenely rich versus living a long lifetime and having, you know, moderation, I'm going, I'm going blaze of glory, dude. I want to go like, I'm literally like going to tell people like Brad Pitt as Ajax, no, as Achilles in, uh, in Troy. It's like, but people won't remember you. 
<laughs> I'm gonna live my life so fucking hard, <laughs> so deep in such a quick fashion that people will be like, yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. I mean, I'm going to burn so fucking bright that people remember. Talk about the Roman Empire. They talk about <laughs> Alexander the Great. Talk about Genghis Khan. But they they did horrible. They, you know, I want to be remembered in the likes of Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, not because of military conquest, but because I lived life so fucking ham, so hard, right? That nobody did more shit than me in my lifespan. And I'm in that record book of like, damn, what do you say to that? That's a great zest for life, Dave. What do you say for that? That's a great zest for life. Are you life. still taking dumplings? Why is it? I'm taking noodles, dude. I told you. I know. Are you still taking noodles then? 100%. I mean? Dude. Yeah. Stick around. Be consistent. And all of your generations will remember it's like, damn, <laughs> grandpa. Fucking crazy. Dude, why are you still fucking alive? Like, you're so, killing me. Dude, he's so crazy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, they're talking about you in positive. He's like, shit. Right, Victoria? Yeah. Okay, dumpling people. Just noodle, noodle guy over here. What? Noodle. Who Who's taking dumplings? Let me just take that vote. Dumplings versus noodles. Yeah. In the reality, I'm probably a fucking noodle man. I but. fucking knew it, dude. I fucking knew it. That's the thing. But here's the thing for those that know me. I'm going to find a motherfucking way to be noodle. Take do both. I'm going to find the loophole to get both. All right. You know what I'm going to have? Noodles inside my fucking noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Well, for us dumpling purists, we got a fuck, Mary kill. Uh, Dave, Sheng Jin Bao, which is the pan fried soup bun, wontons, and guo tie, which is pot stickers. So fuck, Mary kill. We got the three dumplings. Well, I can tell you right now. What is it? W- wontons and... Potstickers, Kote, and Shenzhen Bao. I only needed to choose one. I didn't choose one. I'm fucking Shenzhen Bao the rest of my life. We're having sex every day, all day. Tantric sex. I'm having tantric sex with Shenzhen Bao all day. Every day. Because Shenzhen Bao, he's the perfect dumpling. <laughs> I mean... I don't need pot stickers and walk tots. Come on, dude. That's ridiculous. Those things are a joke. A goddamn joke. Competitions and bow. Come on. I mean, listen, I don't even need to marry. We just straight fucking. Me and Shins and Bow all day, every day. The people ask, what do you do for a living? I just fuck Shins and Bow. I don't need to kill anything. I don't need to marry anything. We're just in a permanent state of fucking. Kids. If you don't know this, Shenzhen Bao is one of the most brilliant culinary creations of all time. I put that right up there with Pliny or Agnoloti. It's just like a perfect parcel of excellence. Shenzhen Bao is the cooler, more sophisticated, deeper, more mature, more interesting, more worldly version of the Xiaolong Bao. It just is. Xiaolong Bao is a one-trick pony and like it cries all the time. It's just a wimp. It's so fragile can't do shit. You can't do shit. You can't take it anywhere. It's basically bubble boy is what Xiaolongbao is. It's like, good luck seeing the world with Xiaolongbao. Soup dumplings my ass. They can't go anywhere. If I had to say one of the most overrated dumplings in the world is XLB. No question about it. I'm not saying I don't like it, but if you have to ask yourself what is better, XLB or Xiaolongbao, I mean, XLB or Xianjianbao, it has all a great Shenzhen Bao has all a Shanghainese Shenzhen Bao has all of the excellence of a soup dumpling in a crispy, volcanic, hot, like doughy shell. And you can travel with it. You can 
do anything with it. It's still going to be, it's good the next day. It's, you could take it on like, it's, it's got like all terrain vehicle wheels. It can do everything. You know what the XL, it's souped up like it's a fucking unicycle. Whew. You know what I mean? I, I'm, not, I'm not even like joking here. There's no hyperbole. A unicycle is stupid, right? A all-terrain vehicle that can do everything is amazing. So why would you choose a unicycle? I don't have to marry anything. I don't have to kill anything. They don't even exist in my world. Pot stickers, wontons. Are you kidding me? It was straight Shenzhen Bao all day, every day. Full stop. All right. And our last thing. What do you say about that? I agree you, with you. You agree? I agree with two you. dumplings. I should have came up with two more of the competitive like dumplings than that. Nothing matters. <laughs> I, there, there is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it is the best dumpling in the world. Hargau, some might say, none of it fucking, none of it matters. Shenzhen Bao is the best dumpling. Full stop. I also have to make a note about how hard it is to transport Xiaolong Bao. Like, Anywhere without it completely falling apart in the box. You can't. It's so it's dumb. So People that order it to go, you're dumb. <laughs> Straight. You know what? People that order it to go, you're the reason why uh, Ding Tai Fung makes so much money. I love Ding Tai Fung, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, shout out to Ding Tai Fung, by the way. Not for delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb dums. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Out of out of your dozen Shalom Bao that you get. Uh, maybe eight casualties on the way over. And if you're one of those dum dums that get it from Trader Joe's and my, dude, <laughs> dude, stop. There, there. You got to remember, there's a time and place to eat something. That's like celebrating Christmas on July the fourth. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm not saying soup dumplings aren't good, but like in the moment, they're great. But they're one note. But you can't eat a soup dumpling at home. You're crazy. Straight crazy. Don't do that shit. Sorry, Shalom Bell. Okay, so. I'm not sorry. <laughs> 2024 is the year of the dragon, right? So, Dave, if you could choose your lunar zodiac animal, which one would you have chosen? And I wanted to insert this little thing. There's a fun fact. The National Bureau of Economic Research states that Chinese children born in a year of the dragon are 14% more likely than children born under other the other 11 signs to obtain a bachelor's degree or higher, which is crazy. Well, I do know that if you follow the Chinese calendar and you're Asian, it matters greatly what year you're born. And I do know that some of my friends, some of my wife's friends, were really trying to conceive during certain years. It was most recently the year of the rat, 2021, was it? Nobody wanted their kids to be born year of the rat, Right. If you could avoid it, if yeah. you had the choice, I'm not saying that you don't love your kid, but it's the one month, one year that I don't know any parent that was like overjoyed that their child is year of the rat. Rat, ram is the other one. So there's actually like a huge drop off. So if you had to go top five, clearly one is dragon. That's not even a question. Dragon. I mean, yeah. Dragon's Victor Wimbanyama. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like not a question who you're drafting. Two is pig. I think two's pig or snake. Pig whoa, or snake. Whoa. What do you think? Pig. What about tiger? Mm, I think that's three. Damn. Okay. I okay. think tigers, that, that's where it gets. Well, let's go over this. Yeah. Let, let me bring it up right now. Rat is by far 12. It's the worst one. Right. Ox is pretty strong. Ox is good. People like ox. Tiger is also strong. Rabbit's low. Rabbit is low. It's 11. 
man. Now, now it's like the group of death. No, it goes rap last rabbit 11 goat 10 rooster nine dog eight monkey seven horse six. Uh, this is good. Now, now it's the group of death ox five monkey four. You did monkey. You oh did shit. Monkey I did monkey. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go snake five ox four tiger three pig two one dragon. Wow. A lot of love for pig. I think pig it, it has the outside of the dragon. Right, which is again, everyone would say it's number one in all the characteristics. The dragon is number one. The reason why I feel like a lot of people in Asia will choose to pick is what reason? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yep. And for our listeners for this podcast, Dave rubbed his fingers together to indicate money. Yeah, that's a good that's a good reason. I think that's a. I think a lot of people choose. Listen, the reason I say that is, I think it's money. Does it? It doesn't always denote money, but I think it does. Right? Yeah. I I tend to okay. And then is it different for like? Is that like for boys or for both? Or so it doesn't matter. Okay. Twenty twenty four. It's genderless. My argument against dragon is that it is the biggest piece of crab position in the family. You know what I mean? Like you're clearly you're getting the big. I'm piece not of crab. saying it's desirable or yeah. I mean like that. I'm just saying everybody would rather have dragon than not. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's if fair. you had your choice, would you rather be dragon? What's your month? Uh, I'm a dragon. Yeah. Oh fuck you! you see, <laughs> I'm a snake. Well, you're what? I, I'm a snake, and I'd much rather be pig or dragon. <laughs> Victoria, we're also a dragon. I think I was the dragon. Yeah, yeah, she's a dragon. Sorry, Dave. Dragon's only in the booth here. You drag, drag, dragon's freaking uh, um, Gryffindor. I like Gryffindor. <laughs> dragon's got a little Slytherin to it, I think. I know the snake is technically Slytherin, but like, dragon's got a little Slytherin. They're they're they're, they're top dog. You know, they're like. No, I, I think I I just feel that people are okay, like happy with pig. <laughs> you just, again, picking money, like the dumpling. Again, like picking money, picking prosperity. Okay. Do you see my complexion? <laughs> Stop it. I think Ox is more like Gryffindor. You know what I mean? Just like Ox is Ox is going. I, I'm just what what we can agree on is nobody wants to be rat. Yeah. Nobody wants to be goat. Yep. Nobody really wants to be horse. Yeah. Sorry, horses. Yeah. Okay. But rat, I mean, I would just lie. I would change my year. <laughs> I mean, oh God. you're shit out of luck. <laughs> right, moving on. Sorry to all the rats out there. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Over under Super Bowl themed. How many seconds of screen time will Taylor Swift get on the Super Bowl broadcast? So a New York Times Learning Center prompt stated that she gets under 25 seconds on average on an average three and a half or three hour broadcast. So, Well, I do know. I saw some of the Amazon data that when she was on the first Thursday night game and uh, it was big. So it being the Super Bowl, she's 100% going to be there, especially if the Chiefs win. She'll be on the field with Travis Kelsey. And if the Chiefs win, Mahomes will be the MVP. 
But if he doesn't win the MVP, and if Kelsey has a huge game, then I think it's conspiracy theory. If Kelsey has like 150 yards, three touchdowns, then you're going to get over five minutes of Taylor Swift time. It's going to be nonstop Taylor Swift. Because every touchdown you're going to see her, every good play, they're going to go. So really, it's tied. The market is tied to Travis Kelsey's play. And I would say the last game when he had what, like he was like 15 for 15 and 100 plus yards, two touchdowns. She was on the TV a lot. Well, more than 25 seconds. I would say she's probably was on like 90 seconds total. They always, when they went to her every time, he did a good play. So I'm going to say over 90 seconds, over 90 seconds. I think Travis Kelsey's going to have a huge game regardless. So he's going to, Taylor said 90 seconds. All right. That's, That's a lot. Over. That's that, a lot. That, That's a lot over. Yeah. But if I was running the Super Bowl, guess what I'm doing? Picture in picture? <laughs> Nonstop Taylor Camp. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I mean, I don't give a fuck about her privacy. I care about my job. (laughs) I mean, she cared about her privacy. She didn't go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Most memorable Super Bowl halftime performance. I thought Rihanna was awesome last year. Yeah. I thought she was really, really good. I still am shocked that the, the Janet Jackson Super Bowl, because clearly it was planned. (laughs) You know? Well, I don't know if that actual thing was planned, right? How was that not planned? Is this like 9-11 was an inside job type shit? Like Victoria, don't you think it was planned? I don't think it was planned. Timberlake <laughs> ripped it off. It was accidental, bro. Know, it was a wardrobe it, malfunction. Yeah. I think it I was think planned that. between the two of them. This this some this some like, you know, we've never been on the moon. 9-11 was an inside job type shit. You know, like I don't know. I think I think it was a genuine accident. I don't think I it was an accident. Based on just how horrible Justin Timberlake felt about it afterwards. Why was she wearing a pasty? <laughs> it was like a no. It was a it was a ring. She had a ring on it. No, it was a pasty. No, it was a ring, dude. No, if it was a ring, then it was an accident. Okay, but I think it was a pasty. But if it's nobody, just a ring, yeah, nobody. But it's so provocative. Yeah, that's when I was like, there's no way. Oh. I don't remember seeing wow. it before. And if you and I just remember it and they showed all the replays that like he literally just went like this. I think it was planned. All right. And I and, and it's not a conspiracy. That's what I thought when it happened. Oh. Because I don't believe anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a skeptic to everything. It's not me believing uh, like I'm not a skeptic in the lunar landing. I'm not a skeptic in a lot of things. Right. Right. At all. Right. I am a skeptic in cultural things that are planned by celebrities. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. That your theory makes sense because of now I realize it's a piece of jewelry that she's wearing on there. And why the hell would you wear that if you didn't intend for people to see it? Right. So let's just look it up right now. I, I, I'm going on TikTok. <laughs> we already looked it up, dude. It's uh, it happens at the end. Oh, they don't show it, yeah, but well, it's yeah. clearly what? now a lot of the evidence is kind of adding up. Like that lyric is actually, I'm going to have you naked by the end of the song. And I was like, oh my God. All right. So I was bamboozled as a kid and told that it was, it was accidental. Shit, man. (laughs) There's no way. There's no way this is an accident. I can't believe you guys both thought it was an accident. (laughs) Yeah, we were were innocent (laughs) little kids, dude. (laughs) Not a chance it was an accident. (laughs) Not a chance in hell that's an accident. This song, by right. the end of the song and does it. Dang. Wow. That's crazy. That you guys intense. remembered it as an accident. Yeah. yeah. Which was like, 
that's just, I guess, the big PR campaign around it was to, like, for CBS. Why, why would uh, two celebrities on the most watched thing happening in the world, why would they not plan that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. What is, here's the deal. How, what year did that happen? 2004? 2004. 2004. 20 years later, we're still talking about it. Holy shit. What's the best thing you could do? Now, if it was just a nipple ring, mm-hmm. right? I don't think, I think that's an accident. Mm-hmm. Also, if it just fell out, like a lot of ce- celebrities, body parts falling out, pants ripping, that's an accident. When I rip my pants, <laughs> which I've done, <laughs> that's an accident. But at the end of the song, and they, he goes like that. So perfect. And they got the perfect alibi. It was a malfunction of my wardrobe. You couldn't script it better than that. Would you argue that it was good for Timberlake's career? Yes. Would you argue it was fantastic for Janet Jackson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it's, it's the one thing that, that would be bigger than the actual Super Bowl itself is if you did something like that. That's it's pretty smart. But also crazy. That was like a, water, like a huge moment in my childhood. Yeah, but remember. think about it. What, can you remember any halftime special? That's what I was. That's why I wanted to ask this question. Was like, do you remember anything? And I, I think I remember Beyonce's from 2016, which was like, do you remember anything? Really? I just remember. I'm thinking this is the most talented person on the planet. Do you remember anything when Bruno Mars was singing? No. <laughs> oh, when she, yeah, when she went in the stage. No, bro, like every time, it's a yeah. great performance, whether they lip sync, lip sync it or not. Yeah, yeah. But it's the only thing you actually remember. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. That is where I have great skepticism. And allegedly, I'm not saying, and let me back everything up. I think allegedly, I think that it was done on purpose. I, I read like the, I just did some more deep dive on it. And it looks like they're pretty much acknowledging that it was done on purpose. So like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But the immediate reaction was just all everybody saying was an accident. So. Um, Don't you think that was planned by their teams? <laughs> Ready to go? I thought, yeah. And then they had like a like a choose your own adventure response in the PR. Like it, if was it was one. Of, I think it was a masterstroke PR move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody came out of it looking. And also, that. this is Janet Jackson who hadn't had a like, you know, outside of the velvet rope. She's been out of the public eye for quite some time. Mm. What better way to get her back into the public spotlight? And that ain't no nipple ring. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought it was a ring. Yeah, that's right. Wow. All right. I feel like Matlock right now. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Dave. All, All right. right. Are we out? Of, are we out of we're time? Out, we're out of time. I'm glad that we uh, solved the the great <laughs> mystery of Nipplegate. <laughs> spent 20 minutes on that shit. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. The Major Demo Media family would like to wish everyone a safe and fun-filled Super Bowl weekend. Who's the halftime person? It's um, like Coolio. (laughs) Stop. Coolio passed. R.I.P. R.I.P. Who who is it? Usher. Usher. It's a nostalgia play. Well, this is a good time for some kind of wardrobe malfunction. (laughs) Taylor Swift comes down. Yeah. (laughs) Something. And a healthy, prosperous Lunar New Year. Go Dragons. It's Dragon Year. It's the Dragon Year. Give us five stars. <laughs>